It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Packers. Your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Keith, I, I think in your heart of hearts, maybe you saw something like this coming, but I also know that you bought it's your Super Bowl um, airplane tickets. So uh, are you surprised about are you surprised about how bad this was or or is this kind of what you thought maybe might happen? You know, I, I, would, I would like to stay. I was not a jinx two years ago when we melted down in Seattle, and I, I am not a jinx today. I, I don't play special teams, nor do I play defense. And just a just a reporter trying to trying to book a flight with a twenty four hour cancellation policy. But <laughs> man, oh man, Bill, you're you know, you're, even, you're you're very smart economically. I mean, you you don't want to wait, so I, that was just it's economic sense. It's not jinxing anything. I, Maybe they didn't have the defense to keep up with, with that 
productive offense. And, you know, we've said all along for weeks, when this thing eventually ends, if it doesn't end with the Super Bowl, Bowl victory, it's going to end with the cornerbacks letting down. And, but, my goodness, 24 nothing it, it's a half. It just, it, it felt, it felt awful. By the way, if you're trying to figure out what Keith is talking about, it would rhyme with spit and then rhyme with snow. So, (laughs) it's not a spit snow, but it would rhyme with that. Um, It rhymes with the spit show. Yeah, it does. Um, Oddly, and I did write a story about this, and I, I felt... I felt bad writing it. I shouldn't say I felt bad. I, I kind of felt like I was making excuses, but it's, it's not an excuse. But, I mean, just go through a cross, misses a field goal. So if he makes that, it's 7-3. to three. Instead, the Falcons go down, they kick a field goal, it's 10-3. It's ten to three. The Packers are driving again, and they're getting close to getting a touchdown, and Rybkowski fumbles. So there's a potential seven points off the board. Um, and then later you've got the... I don't know what the hell the Falcons are running on that play. I don't know if it's supposed to be an end around to Gabriel and the, or or if he was poorly timed or, or if he was supposed to catch the snap. I don't know what it was. It was a disaster. And Jake Ryan all but recovers the fumble, but he doesn't. He literally, I don't, I don't know how he did. It looked, he, he seemed to be on top of it, yet didn't have it. Yeah, um, he pointed out to me that the football's 20 inches long and it takes funny bounces. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's actually twenty inches, but he didn't have enough of them. <laughs> so, and he, so he got that play. You know, you're, you're almost in field goal range with with the recovery. You're practically in field goal range already. So there's more points off the board. So so far you, you got Crosby's field goal, Rubikowski's fumble. Maybe you get a touchdown for ten. You've got the Ryan recovery. So maybe you get three there, if not seven. So at least you got thirteen. And then at the end of the half, you've got Ladarius Gunter. First, you've got Marwin Evans somehow totally mangling an interception opportunity where, where Matt Ryan makes his one and only bad decision all the game. He throws the ball into quadruple coverage for the world's... To what, to what looks like, it, like it's going to be a fair catch. Yes. The easiest interception in the history of mankind, and Marwin Evans botches it. And then, was it one play later or two plays later, Gunter has an interception, and he drops that too. So... The Packers' offense left 13 points on the field, and the Packers' defense gave them seven. So, again, it's championship teams make the plays. The Packers didn't make them, so you get what you deserve. But it would have been interesting if you make those plays as badly as your own class in this game. It's not a, it's, it's actually a game, but obviously they don't make any of those plays, and you get what you deserve, and you end up getting killed. Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, there's so, so many plays during the season, and Especially in the playoffs. I mean, on one hand, you you know it's it's fair to lament those two or three or four plays, those those whatever plays. But on the other hand, how many games come down to two or three plays? And again, the good teams make them, and the, the teams that are the close but not quite teams can't make them, and that that is the difference. And you know, the Packers just for so long. You know, during this during this whole run the table thing, I mean, they've been, you know, defensively, offensively, they've been spectacular. Defensively, they've really been playing above their heads. They've had almost no margin for error. Right. Getting into this game, and, and aside from the place that we talked about, I mean, literally from the opening kickoff, Kentel Bryce going off, uh, Lane Taylor going off, 
and out of the lineup. This isn't a team that can afford to have more guys leaving the field. And it's it's just, I, again, you, you lament what could have been. And, and had all those plays gone the Packers' way, there were still enough plays that they lose this game. But I, but I guess what we're talking about at, at this point after the fact is just feeling better about the loss. And you know what? I... It's it, it, it's so funny. You go through, you know, and, and I don't, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those uh, one of those jaded writers who, I mean, you know, Bill, you, you and I talk. I mean, we grew up Packer fans. You know, we we can we can recall back to when we were kids and, and watching Packer games, and you know, you grow up and you get the opportunity to cover the team, and you know, of, of course, you want them to win, you want them to do well, and, and even from as a writer, the pinnacle of our profession as a football writer, is covering the team in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, of, of course we want them to, to do well, but it's just, it's it's disappointing to see this, and you just, you wish it had been closer, but you could almost, you could almost see this coming. And again, the, the margin for error was, was so slim. I mean, things really had to go absolutely perfect for them to beat this team, and it, it was far from it. He, I think Matt Ryan just threw another touchdown pass. I'm sorry. Um, hey, I was I was watching that AFC game. Honestly, the only thing I was rooting for was for the margin of victory to be greater than the NFC game, and as, as it turned out, it wasn't in the end. But oh my gosh, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's a shame, and, and especially you know you you just you see these you see these guys work so hard. I mean, we we see it, and you know you. It's just when it when they get to a point like this and things just inexplicably absolutely go south on them. It's I mean it's important to see and you know when it, it's just and then it's the in, the entry on top of the insult that's like that. I mean the the Chief J Lane you know going out and clearly screwed up something. I mean his foot his knee I, I don't know what it was. Yeah you see he, he, he you know, yeah based on his reaction he 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 feels like it's something pretty serious and, and as a free agent I mean you know I, I think you know fans forget and, and you know even as writers you know sometimes get the catch this is their livelihood I mean this is a guy with a family with a future you know playing a game that he's not going to play until he's in his 60s and retire with a 401k I mean this is make your make as much money as you can now and, and be as smart as you can with it so I mean, to, to get an injury, you know, late in the year, I mean, it, it's extremely disappointing. Yeah, I talked to TJ after the game. He said that he re-injured his broken left foot. He said he, it had never healed really anyway because he kept playing on it. So he re-injured it, and he said it felt like it did when he originally injured it. So I'm assuming that whatever healing that had been done on that has been uh, re-broken. So, yeah, he goes down, and... You know, Devonte Adams didn't look like himself, and oh God, I'm sitting up there watching pregame warmups, and it's like, boy, he's he can't play. He did, and he was he was he was a non-factor. You, you give the guys credit for playing, but man, well, and, and Jordan, Jordan Nelson too. Jordan Nelson comes up basically in a black jacket, and I mean, he you know grimacing the whole time, but out there and making plays, and I mean, you're, you know, you're you're encouraged by that. You're you're encouraged by. You know, just the toughness and the resolve these guys show. But again, it's just when it's not coming together, it just it, it just you know starts to seem a little pointless by the time it's it's twenty four to nothing. 
Yeah, you know, I I feel like the Cowboys game that it was so evenly matched they could play ten games and you know maybe one of the teams would have won six. This game, God, I I feel like the Falcons have won every single game. It was just a a massacre. Um, it helps to be healthy, like we've been talking about. I mean, the Falcons had four guys in their injury report, and, and the Packers had Packers lost seven starters or key players in, in this game alone. It was yeah, like I said, adding injury to insult. Um. God, where do you start on offense? Um, I guess I, I what was bizarre to me on offense is, and I wrote a story about this in midseason, how Green Bay's always been so good at protecting Rodgers from blitzes, and if teams that face or teams that blitz Rodgers ultimately get destroyed by the blitz, Falcons just whip the Packers, and that, I thought that was stunning. And, and that's not so much physical; it was that's that's mental errors. I, you know, I, I don't know if it's. Lyman errors, or if it's Ty Montgomery errors, or a combination of all of it, or, or Rodgers errors, but I don't think I've ever seen him get so many times by Blitzer just coming scot-free. Oh, yeah. There, there, just, there wasn't a uh, there wasn't a comfort level. I mean, there was, there, was, there was no comfort level in the pocket. There was no kind of that strategic, I'm going to step up, I'm going to step this way, I'm going to step that way after the bye time. It was, I mean, it, it, was, it, it looked chaotic. It looked chaotic, you know. It just, he dropped back. You didn't know where the pressure was coming from. You didn't know who was going to hold their block. And, and again, that's not something we've seen. And there just, it was, there was that inability to get that rhythm that we had seen from them in the previous eight weeks. What did you, Nelson did good. I was, I was surprised how good Jordy played. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, I agree. I agree. I'm looking at, you know, but. You know, Adams, three catches, 16 yards. I guess probably not a surprise there. You know, Cobb, six for 82. It didn't seem like Cobb was a, much of a factor. And in a game like this, I think Cobb had to be a factor. Then, God, they come out in the second half, it's 24 nothing, and, and Jared Cook drops two, and Rupkowski dropped one, and I'm just, I, someone else dropped one. I'm drawing a blank on but they dropped four passes right off the bat in the second half, too. It was just unit-wide. Was it Janice that dropped one? Um, oh, Jordy missed. Yeah, Jordy. I think it was Jordy that dropped one. Yeah, or maybe it was Jansen, I don't know. But yeah, and, and again, the margin for error was, was so slim when you know, and it's you really you kind of went back and forth with you know, were you were you disappointed by you know, Julio Jones and, and you know, Gabriel and, and Sanu and these guys just running free through the secondary? Or were you disappointed the Packers offense that just simply couldn't keep up with them. You know, it's it was, it, again, it was just it was one of those games that it was you just watched it and it, it seemed to get away from them so early. And again, even even with the missed opportunities, there was a point where you kind of stopped lamenting the missed opportunities because you started to realize that while it would have made them close, it, it wouldn't have so what? What's worse? Is it losing in Seattle fashion in the championship game, and or Arizona fashion last year, where you're so close and then you have it snatched out of your hands, or is it? Are you better off as a fan just watching them get creamed? What do you think? I, I you know, I, I think Seattle. I think Seattle was was still worse. I, I think it was a game that was there for the taking versus. Versus a game today that was so quickly out of reach, 
I think. And, and you know, again, both of them, both of them have the same result. You don't get to the Super Bowl, but it's just a, that Seattle game. You know, they won in the Seattle, and it's hard to it's hard to put yourself in that mindset of two years ago. But you know, for us, you know, bitter riders that had had on to that feeling, and, and I'm sure fans can relate. It's you you went into that Seattle game not really sure if they could hang with them. And and next thing you know, you know, they're they're surprising you and they're they're hanging with them and they're getting the lead and, you know, again, five minutes to go, you're up by twelve and it's just absolutely just, you know, rips your heart out versus this game. I mean things went things went bad so fast. I mean Crosby misses the you know, they go Atlanta goes down and there were opportunities where you, you thought they were gonna stop them. Atlanta goes down and they score, as they always do on the opening drive. What was it? Seven, eight games in a row. Green Bay comes down, Crosby misses the 41 yard. So right away you're like, uh oh. Okay. And then you've got the Ripkowski, and then, you know, the fumble, and, and, and the whole thing. And then it just, again, it, it, very, it very quickly got away. So it was hard to ever have that emotional attachment to this being a game that you were going to win. So. I mean, I guess in that respect, I, I still feel like the Seattle game was worse, even though, you know, in, in terms of a final score, this was the this was the worst beating. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you're sitting there watching the first. If it's like, well, if they can just get a stop here, if they can just get a stop here, if they can just get a stop here, or if they can, it just you just kept waiting for something to turn the tide. When that, I thought. That might have been the most disappointing thing where you, you go back to the Chicago game where, where they blow all that lead late and they make a play on the deep pass to Nelson and winning and the Detroit game, they're losing at halftime. They come back and win. The Giants game, they, they're losing early. They lose Nelson. They lose the momentum on that fourth down play. And they come back and make some plays to win that game. You just were waiting for something. And then he realized, well, shoot, it's 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 too late now. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting up next to our good friend Rob Reichel from Packers Plus, and he's you know debating Mike McCarthy's uh, two point strategy. I'm thinking, and I said, "What the hell does it matter? They're getting <laughs> they're getting killed. It's like oh, yeah. it doesn't at this point it doesn't matter. It's, you must just try to score as many points as you can." Matt, Matt Kevish, our, our fellow Packer report scribe, sent me a text at one point. He said, "You know, the Packers are going to need five touchdowns to take the lead." <laughs> <laughs> journey in between and 
And again, and we talk about this all the time, it's title count. So anything short of the Super Bowl is, is going to be a disappointment on some level. But I mean, I think when you go through a game like this and you go through a season like this, it really reinforces how special and how rare that opportunity is. I mean, Patriots aside, and, and God help us, they'll probably be the Falcons two weeks from now after, you know, really just running rush out over Pittsburgh in, in you know, a, a similar fashion as to what Atlanta did to Bay. But, you know, you, you're England aside, you appreciate what a, what a rare and special opportunity it is and just how gut-wrenching it is when you're so close but don't get there. But it doesn't, I feel like, but it, it, it doesn't, it, the, the season isn't a failure, you know? I mean, you really, it's, I feel like you're dismissing so much to just kind of throw it all away to look at, it, at where they were and where they came to. You know, we saw some of the best quarterbacking play that, you know, maybe we've ever seen out of any quarterback ever, ever in the history of the NFL. I mean, we've seen amazing things. We've seen amazing things that Jordan Mouse out of, out of uh, you know, Devontae Adams. We've seen Ty Montgomery, you know, go to running back and get 160 yards at Chicago. We've seen, you know, Hail Marys. We've seen amazing things and you, you don't you don't want to throw out all those great moments of 2016 because things didn't work out you know so it's and it's it's tough it's tough especially you know hours after that loss but it's you know I feel like you're really you gotta you gotta grieve for this loss and, and grieve for the, the missed opportunity but I mean, man, what a, what a season! Don't don't throw all that out. Don't throw out all those all those highs of of that running the table because they didn't get to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's an interesting point. Um, but Jordan, it is title town, and it's and you feel like and you, you know, I realize that Rodgers has four, five, six years probably of, of really good football, but don't you feel like that you're wasting all this stuff again and? and Okay, you don't want to dismiss all the good that's happened, but again, it's it's another season that's that's down the drain. And as, you know, as Mike McCarthy told us, you know, back in training camp, they, they, you don't hang, we don't hang as he would as he said, we don't hang banners for division championships. And I feel like, yeah, they won all these games, there's these great moments, and they overcame all this adversity, but but what? I mean, you're, this isn't this isn't Detroit, or what, was it a? Was it Sam White? This isn't Cleveland. Is that what he was? Was that Sam White? Who said that? This isn't Cleveland. So I, was, wasn't that about throwing the snowballs? Yeah, yeah. Know. It was all those unruly Bengals fans, and he got pissed off at them. So don't you feel like it's that? I mean, this isn't Cleveland, yeah. and yeah. it is. It's a. Go, I, was, I was trying to be. I was trying to be glass half glass, glass half full. No, I'm, I'm not. No, you totally dismissed it all. I. I don't, yeah, you're, I mean. It's a tough thing. It's true, it's true, it's true. So, I don't know then, I mean, what do you, I mean, look at, look at what Jared Cook did. Look at how, how much he came up down the stretch and when he was healthy. And, you know, again, we, I think we go back to a familiar, familiar conversation of you, you can't, you can't win Super Bowls with one hand tied behind your back, which. Yeah, that's right. It's kind of how we feel Ted Thompson does it. I mean, it, once, you know, when, when, when Michael Hyatt went out the 
them, I mean, and they went to their dime, where they're not three undrafted free agents as part of that dime defense. You had Marlon Evans, you had, um, was Kentrell Bryce back in the game, and you had Gary Spencer, but I mean, there's all these, I mean, it's great that they pro personnel staff that uncovers these jabs, and I understand there's plenty of first-round picks that were on that defense, too, but I mean, again, you go out, maybe you do need to go out, and you need to find more than just one guy. You sign one guy, you sign a jerk cook, and guess what? He's phenomenal. He's fantastic. So go out and get get two of those guys, get three of those guys. Again, we, we talked about what the Giants did, and, and I mean, sure, they went out and signed guys for their defense, and Green Bay beat them, but I don't know, it's just, you always, it's felt like a game where you, you know, again, with such a thin margin of error and guys that can occur, you needed, you needed one more guy, you needed two more guys, I don't, and I don't know where you get them from, but, you know, it's, it's, they've been, they've been dealing with the trickle-down effect of, of Sam Shields since, since he went out of the lineup, and, and you and I in this podcast have mentioned that, you know, six, eight, ten times, that whenever this ride comes to an end, it's going to be the cornerbacks, and, and lo and behold, it was. Speaking of Shields and corners... I talked to um, me and Rod Ramoski and Tom Silverstein talked to Shields after the game for a minute. He, he wants to play again. Would you, he's under, obviously he's under contract. If you're Ted Thompson, would you let him play? Or are you saying not worth the risk and it's not worth the money because of the risk? What, 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 what would you do there? I mean, you know, Bill, you and I are both fathers. I mean, you've got, you've got two young boys. I've got two boys that are a little bit older than yours and a, and a daughter. And I, I think... Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, he's he's a very likable guy. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, of course, of course, if he was a big jerk, I'd probably say the same thing. But I mean, God, he got so much to live for. He's 30 years old, or 31, or 32, whatever the heck he is. And I think you've heard him, and you know, I'm sure the listeners have too. All all the sad stories of former players with with brain problems. And God, he's had four concussions in the NFL. I think he had one in college. That, that's 
probably enough is enough. I, and I hope, you know, just knowing Green Bay's staff here, I would say they would probably close the door on him. I, and you hope that the rest of the league thinks the same. And you hope that Sam has some people around him who said, you know what, Sam? You got a family. Jeez, move on. Find something else to do. So I, yeah, as bad as Green Bay's secondary is, I would rather turn elsewhere than to, than to bring Sam back. Yeah. You, you got to, I mean, you got to, again, you got you to step back and say what it's like for Sam Shields, the person, versus how can Sam Shields, the player, help this team? I mean, you, again, it's, it's a, football's a game. And it's, a, it's a great opportunity for the guys that can play it. And it's, a, you know, it's a great opportunity for us to cover and fans love to watch it. But, you know, these are... You know, these are, these are guys like, you know, like you or I, you know, they've got families, they've got the rest of their lives ahead of them. And, my, man, oh, man, you, you would hate to see him come back and get another one and then have this be one of those horrible stories that you and I are covering, you know, 10 or 15 years from now where, you know, something awful happens. All right, Keith, last, last, last question for you. Dom Capers, bring him back or not? That's not a good matchup, you're saying? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, unless you're looking for change for the sake of change and hoping that ignites something with a, with a new vision and new thoughts, if, if that's the thinking. But I'm with you. I mean, who on? I mean, if you're um, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. Who are you putting out there? Right. Right. If, if if you're Falcons offensive coordinator Kyle Shannon, and who who do you care about on that defense? Right. 
I mean, Mike Daniels is a good player. Um, Nick Perry with one hand's been pretty good. I mean, Clay Matthews hasn't done much. Julius Peppers a play here and there, otherwise hasn't done much. The inside linebackers are eh. You know, the corners are terrible. You know, Clinton Dix is a pro bowler, but you know, Burnett's been injured. I mean, who do you care about? I look at I look at the guys on that defense, and I especially look at the guys that were on the field in the second half for defense, and I'm like, what what else? Can, like, who who is who is getting more out of that group? Who is who is doing more? Who is getting more production? Why is that? Why is that a campers issue? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, unfortunately, you know, that's one of those things that the you know, we talk about X's and O's, you know, the old cliche X's and O's versus Jim's and Joe's. I mean, guys have to execute. You drop the scheme, you know, the, the scheme isn't drawn up to have guys on the other on the other side making plays. But, you know, your your eleven have to be out there winning their one on one matchups, being in the right place, not making mental errors and and occasionally you run into a team where you are simply physically overmatched and I think we saw a combination of all of that today, and, and I, I, I'm not saying Dom Capers called the perfect game, but I, I don't look at what happened and say, man, oh man, Capers, Capers really screwed that up. I, I just, I can't, I can't say that. Yeah, I'm with you, Keith. I think it's well said. You, at the end of the, at the end of the day, players win football games, and, and I, mean, I, 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 will, I will, I will take Julio Jones over Gunter. I will take Muhammad Sanu over Randall. I will take. I can just go on and on down the list that they just have far better players and you know Lombardi couldn't coach that defense to anywhere I don't think yeah I mean you, you know you can you can only you can only do so much I mean you, you I think you can have a good coach can take bad players and get more out of them a bad coach can have good players and and it can look like he's better than he is but you know, the, the optimal matchup is when you have that great coach with the great players putting them in the right spot. And I just, you know, again, I mean, I, I think we, you know, whether it was Gunter's speed or just, you know, Randall's indecision or hesitation, it just, you know, to me, it, it, it looked like they were physically overmatched. And, and I don't know how you, uh, I don't know how you hang that on the defensive coordinator, especially, again, coming off, you know, two weeks separated from a, a victory over the Giants, where, where we were just singing the praises of, of you know, Gunter and guys like that. But it's again, it's the, it's the consistency, and it just, you know, it was uh, the, the margin of error was slim, and, and it was going to run out eventually. It's, it's unfortunate that it came down the way it did. All right, Keith, it's been fun. Maybe maybe not this podcast, but most of them have been fun. So I, I thank you, and uh... they have been fun. We'll have, we'll, have to do, we'll have to talk some more big picture stuff down the road because the, the people like you, so. <laughs> we'll do, a, we'll do, we'll do a, a season recap. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch on some, some good memories from 2016. Yeah, hey, uh, how, how about a Pro Bowl podcast? That'd be great. All right, never mind. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> All right, Keith. All right, thanks a lot, Keith. All right, take care. Yeah, all right. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. 
Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.